And welcome, everybody, to the Women's Podcast, brought to you by Roughneck Scarves. My name is Tony. I'm here with Dave and David. Dave Stevens, David Sterling. I am Tony Pervenanzi. Uh, Connor's not here today. He's got uh, important stuff going on today. He can talk about that next time he's on the podcast. But we're welcoming back uh, an old favorite, David Sterling, back to the podcast uh, from his new digs in Fort Myers, Florida. David? Yeah. Welcome back. It's been quite a while. Yeah. So uh, David moved, like I've talked about on the podcast, David has moved to Florida. Um, and he, he misses us so much that he decided he wanted to get back on the podcast on a more semi-regular basis. Um, so uh, he'll be joining us uh, when he has an opportunity, and we're happy to have him back because uh, we missed him on the show. Uh, all of us were, oh, I see your dog in the background, David. Yeah, I feel Thank like I on. need to let him out. Uh, go ahead. Stanford. <laughs> yeah, it's, so, good to, it's, good to have, it's good to have David back and Stanford yeah. too as well. But yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, because it's been since I think January, right? Yeah, well, it was, uh, I think, uh, it was it January, David? Was it December or January where we where you uh, where you took your hiatus? Uh, yeah, and last I think it was the very last episode in January, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's been a while, um, yeah, so he's here to talk and uh, talk about stuff uh, having to do with uh, the loons and also uh, Florida stuff because now David's gonna have really great stories from all the things that happen in florida right i mean like crazy meth head stories and alligators and all that stuff oh and look at that wouldn't be a podcast without your daughter showing up oh. there you go gotta see everybody in, yep. the, in the return yeah so, there you go good. um so this weekend guys uh dave and i went to the gopher game yesterday and uh that was fun i haven't been to gopher game in a while uh, we headed over to Surly afterwards and Surly was packed. And then we had Dave and Buster's and watched the game. Um, but, uh, Dave knows this, David, you won't, but I ran into a problem last night with the Uber, uh, for whatever reason. Now TCF bank and Huntington, Huntington bank have combined now. So the transition I, I heard was not good, but for whatever reason, last night, when I was trying to get an Uber, it was saying that Huntington was going under, under, was under maintenance until 6am. So I couldn't do anything like couldn't get an Uber or anything like that. Um, so finally I figured out using another credit card and did all that stuff, but it it's frustrating guys. I mean, your bank goes under is under maintenance at like 11 o'clock on a Saturday night. I mean, that's not very good. What the fuck's up with that? That, I mean, that is unusual. And, yeah. and, and, you know, kind of interesting that we were at the Huntington Bay stadium earlier in the yeah. day. Talking mm-hmm. about TCF Huntington transition, but uh, yeah. yeah, who knows? That's too bad, but uh, all's well that ends well, right? Yeah, so. get home. So, uh, David, do you have anything going on this weekend? Are you guys still like getting yourselves unpacked and kind of organized? Oh, yeah, I mean, as you guys can see, my my office is a shambles behind me. Um, yeah. yeah, we're not. We haven't been doing too much. I mean, we've gone to the beach quite a few times. Um, you know, kind of. We've had parents um, down last week and a half, two weeks. So weekends have been a little, a little crazy. I I hit up a brewery which I got a beer from nice. yesterday. Uh, they had food trucks, which was which was nice. And it crazy enough, it's uh, about as far away from us as Blue Wolf was from me. In, oh wow! Uh, in Brooklyn wow! Park. So so not I not mean, bad. Yeah. 
Yeah, and this place is like outrageous. Like, yeah. I, this could be very bad for me. Very, oh. very bad. Yeah. Well, yeah. Glad you found a place um, close to your house so you can go to now. I mean, yeah, exactly. Um, Dave and I, on the way down to the Gopher game yesterday, we're talking. Uh, the Twins already put out their their uh, spring training schedule for next year. So uh, I think we're going to jump down well, there. Have. Yeah, I think yeah. we're going to ju- uh, jump down there in March sometime and uh, come down for, yeah. uh, for, a, for a long, long, extra long weekend or something like that, taking the sights. Well, and you should, try to, you should try to hit up the Red Sox, too. Yeah, Maybe exactly right. Yeah, both of them. Both of them. Yep. Yeah. And uh, I was asking Dave this, and do you think, do the Rowdies start that early? Do they start that I lower league? I don't know. I can't think of when the USL championship starts. Mm. Um, it's hard to say. No. When, yeah, the top when, of my head, I, I should look it up. Um, when does February start? Late February. Late February. Okay. Yeah. 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 I think pitchers and, pitchers and catchers report probably more closer to the mid-Feb range, I want to say. Yeah. Because yeah. it's not long after the Super Bowl. I remember – I always remember thinking, wow, it's already pitchers and catchers reporting, so – Yep. To look at look at look at that. And plus, if you're talking about spring training for people who haven't been uh, down there to, to down to the uh, I guess you just call it the Florida, Florida League or, you know, it's either Florida or Arizona. But in Florida, I mean, if you're in Tampa or Fort Myers, anywhere, um, you can even catch like, say, twins on their road games when they go play other teams, because, I mean, yep. there's not yep. there's a lot of stadiums, a lot of cities in very much in driving range. You're not driving across. Well, in some cases you might be, but they're all pretty in close proximity. So it is- yeah, you know, I had actually looked into that um, for next year, just trying to hit every single, every single away game. Um, and I think every single team in that division is within two and a half hours, roughly, I think. Wow. So yeah, I mean, it's, they're all really close. Nice. Um, yeah, so we're, I mean, of course we're going to come down there and, and do all that up, um, yeah. see the twins play, see the Red Sox. Um, before we get into our beers, guys, I did want to mention, I know I texted you guys. I told Dave this yesterday, um, the new USL two team from Minnesota was announced. Uh, and I must've yeah. missed the announcement. It's St. Croix. Yeah. Um, and, uh, is it Winona or uh, Stillwater? Stillwater. Okay. Yeah. And I didn't even think they had a lower league team in Stillwater. So is this like a new team? I, I tried to look them up. I couldn't, I couldn't find anything about it. And I just thought it was interesting that you have a team just, you know, like Stillwater was getting a team. But I also understand why they didn't want to take like a Duluth or a Med City, which is Rochester, because then that lower league, that division in that lower league would be decimated. Um, yeah, so I'm sure, I'm sure they didn't want to do that. So St. Croix is the new USL two team, um, which will be interesting. Uh, close rivalry. I again, I don't know. I, I, I. They might have like a maybe at the um, high, school high school stadium. I, 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 I don't know. Um, so uh, I know Minneapolis is going to keep playing at at Augsburg, which is fine, you know. But I don't know. So that's your new USL two team in Minnesota which is uh, and, great. And and speaking of USL, I had to look it up because I was curious myself. It looks like now, granted, next year could be a little bit different uh, with regarding, regards to the schedule, but the USL championship uh, at least started this year right around May 1st, and there was a little oh. bit of flexibility in that date, okay. uh, plus or minus a few days. But so it looks like they, they start later. 
Mm, so, so maybe right. it'll just have to be another trip then. Yeah. Be able to hit it during spring training. But well, you know, the balloons play down there in uh, Miami or Orlando. Always another trip to happen. So that's true. Do you think they'll get back to more of a balance? I guess you'd call it balance schedule with, it, with when it comes to Eastern Conference next year. I think they will slightly because the only reason they're doing this is because of COVID. Yeah. Right. Um, they just, they originally did that since obviously last year was, you know, travel same day. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they just decided to maintain that just in case they had to keep that going. Mm-hmm. And then they didn't have to. So I, I would think they have to switch that up again. It's just too weird. Yeah. I mean, like a handful of other conference games. Yeah. You, you miss out on that. I mean, you miss out on the Chicago's uh, you miss out on the Atlanta's. Uh, I mean, those are the two big ones from a, from a loon standpoint. Um, yeah. And then all the other, I mean, you're right. All the other East coast teams that you could be playing, that'd be fun to uh, for fans to see those teams in action right. against the loons. So yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, hopefully they switch it up next year. Well, we are drinking. It is Sunday, uh, Sunday afternoon, no Vikings game today. Packers won a big surprise. Uh, so uh, let's start with you, David, because you got a beer like you said, from Fort Myers. So, yeah. So I went with uh, Fort Myers Brewing Company. Oh. Um, they are actually the first craft brewery in Fort Myers, um, which uh, surprisingly is not that long ago, uh, only 2011. Um, I, you know, the brewery, just before I get to the beer, the brewery is very cool. Um, they had, uh, you know, I mean, it wasn't anything, I guess it wasn't cool in the sense of its location was kind of like a, a warehouse type place. Um, but they had 18 beers on tap. Um, they had like six or seven hard seltzers. They had a cider collab. Um, they had a couple different, um, uh, like, uh, uh, I can't even think what they were now. Um, Couple different other uh, offerings. Um, really nice, really nice setup. They had outdoor seating, indoor seating. Um, like um, they had food trucks. Um, yeah, it was it was a uh, it's a nice little place. Um, so I went with uh, a really basic basic beer. I went with the FML Fort Myers Light. Um, I actually texted you guys about that. Uh, yesterday I was at the brewery. I was telling Johnny, telling Johnny that, it, that he should come down and get a keg of it because it's like, I mean, it's, you know, it's like a Coors Light, but on, on, on crack, like it's mm-hmm. just better. Right. You know, nice. it's, it's yeah. got better flavors, but you can, so it's, it's a light beer, but you can tell that it's a craft beer. Um, super crisp, um, nice and light. And like, I just put down in my, comments that it's a it's just that hint of craft beer flavor it's just something more multi to it i think mm-hmm. um the interesting thing is is i don't remember what episode it was maybe one or two episodes ago connor had a crowler that i'm assuming is just like the one i have here mm-hmm. because it was you guys talked about how it was a big crowler it was like the size of his head yeah um, did you guys ever research that? Cause I didn't catch the whole episode. No, did you... we, I, I think we kind of, I, I don't know how he was trying to, yeah, exactly right. There it is. Yeah. yeah that's the so, color. So I researched it 
um, after I didn't really think anything of it after the episode, but um, I researched it yesterday when they gave it to me. So there are two different crawler sizes. There's a 750 and a 32 ounce, right. which the 32 ounce is then a 946. Oh. So what we had in um, basically everywhere in the cities are 750s, and these are 946s. Okay, so they are bigger. Yeah. And wow. they're basically the same price. I think this was like two bucks more than we paid. Wow. At anywhere in the city. So, um, so yeah, I just thought that was funny because I – she gave it to me at the brewery yesterday. I was like, holy shit, that's a big can. And then I remembered back that Connor mm-hmm. had said that there was, he had a bigger, bigger crawler from, I don't remember where it was. Um, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't out. I think it was an outstate um, out of the Metro area brewery. And what's okay. weird is when he was talking about, it, it's like, I've never seen growlers like that um, or crawlers like that anywhere in the Metro. No, um, I, the, I hadn't either. So I was almost confused. And that's why I think on the episode, I was asking the question. Now, wait a minute. Are you sure it's just not a little bit taller than you're used to seeing? Maybe a little narrower. Because right, yeah. uh, I know, yeah. I yeah, I've never seen a, what well, essentially a leader crawler before either. Yeah. Um, the 32 ounce. I mean, the only thing I could think of was that, um, is it uh, 10K Brewing in Anoka? Or is it Anoka? Yeah, Anoka. 10k they actually have growlers and crawlers but their crawlers are actually bottles and so they're little oh, mini sure. bottles that's the only thing i could think of that anybody doesn't anything different because like i said most times you go in for a crawler and it's it's the exact same size it is what it is yeah. right yeah. so well that's interesting well good beers yeah. uh great see if johnny can uh can you ship a keg to johnny Would yeah be- i don't know if we can transport that kind of thing by mm. UP, USPS or anything. Well, you got the Jeep now. You can throw it in the back of the Jeep and drive up here. It's fine. I, I suppose I could, yeah. <laughs> you said, and you said the name of that beer was FML? Yeah. Now, does that, what is that, does that stand for Fort Myers Light or something else? Well, so that, that was the interesting thing. Uh, Sarah actually asked me, she's like, what was it, what's this called? And I was like, oh, Fort Myers Light. And she's like, well, you know, FML means something else. And I was like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, and it, it mean and it apparently means fuck my life. Yes. Um, yes. Which I don't know. Maybe that's what it means. But on their board, it just said FML Fort Myers Light. So I don't. I have no idea. It maybe it's just convenient that they yeah. can make it Fort Myers Light. Yeah. You know, it's funny, guys. That you're talking about FML. There's actually a a, a a Reddit board called FML. And what people do on that Reddit board is they'll put up like bad things that have happened in their lives. And then say, is it FML or is it, you know, nothing to, you know, nothing, you know, whatever. Oh, sure. And so you read through that. And some of these people put the craziest shit up there. You know, my dog, yeah, got, yeah. my dog got run over by the UPS driver. And the same day my wife left me and all this crap. And it's like chimney Christmas, man. <laughs> um, crazy. So if you guys ever go on Reddit, look it up because it's actually a good read. If you're looking for like a five, 10 minute time waster, but don't, go too far down the rabbit hole like i have i mean there's some really crazy stuff on there so um dave what are you drinking today well i almost went with a new brewery um oh. for myself just because i had I've, I've only made one visit tony actually you were there with me on that day but uh it i got a beer from bad weather brewing in st nice. paul nice so pretty local and uh i don't know for some reason maybe just because i'm over on the west metro or i'm not looking hard enough i, I for some reason don't seem to find these beers as often again it could be because maybe i'm just not looking for it but uh i went with their ominous double brown ale from bad weather brewing so that's 
So in no ways is that how I feel about the loons playoff stretch, you know, but I just, it's an aptly named beer from bad weather brewing called ominous ominous, sorry. And uh, it is their, it's a, it's a, it's their double Brown ale. So I'm kind of continuing on my Brown ale little uh, kick here last couple of weeks. And it's appropriate for us up here in Minnesota, maybe not so much down in Fort Myers because it's just a, uh, it's a, they call it one of their cold weather seasonals. And it does have that kind of just, rich um i'd say multi flavor um of course like all brown ales it's very nutty and then they kind of describe it as my palate's probably not so refined but they describe it as having like hints of dates and raisins in it as well and i don't know if i can quite pick that up but i'll tell you what it's really really smooth comes in at seven and a half so it oh. works uh you want it to be a sipper but boy is it smooth it's just a delicious beer and uh it's one of those that you kind of wish you you'd have it year round but it definitely works great you know, in the fall, winter, cold weather type. So nice. great beer. Um, glad to try another one from bad weather and hopefully I'll get back there soon. Yeah. Um, before I get to my beer guys, I did want to mention that um, Hammerheart Brewing up in the uh, Northeast Metro want to do a podcast there. It didn't happen. Um, then they closed their brewery down um, and they're trying to kind of rejigger what they're going to do, but they are now canning beer. Uh, so cans of Hammerheart are available in certain liquor stores. So I've been trying to figure out a liquor store near me that I can get it from so I can actually talk about it on the podcast because we haven't had, I don't think we've had a Hammerheart on the podcast before. So I'm trying to get, I'm trying to get that, uh, get that going. But uh, so if anybody's interested, uh, look for Hammerheart in your local uh, liquor stores. Um, guys, I went with an old favorite because, well, I had a lot to drink yesterday. Dave can attest to that. We both had a lot to drink. Um, tailgating at the uh, Gopher game four hours before the game is uh, something for young people, not for oh, older people oh, like us. Oh, come on. It was only three hours of tailgating. Come that's on. that's again. That's Don't I, exaggerate, Tony. I haven't done that for a long time. So that was, uh, yeah. Uh, I went I, I with, did, Sorry to interrupt, Tony. I did think it was kind of funny when uh, earlier in the week and the day before, you're like, "Oh, well, yeah, you know, it's a two thirty game. What uh, what time do you want to head down?" And I think I, you know, didn't didn't blink, and I'm like, "Oh, about 10, 30, 11 o'clock." And you're like, "What?" Yeah, but yeah. Uh, at All least right. we weren't at least we weren't the people opening up the tailgate lot at eight thirty in the morning. So. Yeah, yeah, and uh, it was uh, it was fun. It was a good time, and uh, it was nice to see uh, Colby. And, uh, and, and Colin and, and, and their parents down there. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was a great time, but again, I don't do that anymore. Like that's, that's just, that's crazy for me. Um, how I could still be standing at the end of the night was like amazing. Um, but like I said, I went with a, uh, with an old favorite, uh, the, uh, castle danger cream ale, you know, it's, uh, from, uh, up there on the, on the North shore. Um, again, talked about. Talk to me again, great beer. I've talked about this before. Cream ale, it's good, not too crazy with the alcohol content. Nice for a Sunday afternoon when you've had a bunch the day before. Um, so yeah, that's that's my beer today. Um, guys, we have two games to talk about one crazy game that happened on Wednesday, and one not so crazy game that happened last night. Um Let's get into Wednesday's game, guys. It was against Philadelphia. It was at home. Um, the lineup, I mean, before I talk about the lineup, we needed three points, guys. I mean, we needed this game to continue to kind of push towards the playoffs. Because if you look at 
the standings in the Western Conference, again, I've said this on the podcast for the last couple of weeks, it is so congested there at the bottom of the playoff line. It is crazy congested. So three points was going to be like something we had to get. And we're playing a Philly team that guys was doing pretty well coming into this game, weren't they? I mean, they were. Oh, yeah. I think they were on a, a six game unbeaten streak heading yeah, into that one. Yeah. So. so obviously, you know, big stakes in this game. And uh, we come with the lineup guys and guess what? Oh, look it. It's our front four that we like. Look, it's well, no, it's not really. It's not. Sorry. My bad. I made that mistake myself. My yeah, bad. My bad. Yeah, I, rem- I remember during our text that you got me a little too excited because of the front four that we were looking for. And my bad. They gave Robin Lude kind of the night off off the bench and put uh, Minnesota's own Ethan Finley in the mix. Um, but uh, you know, everything else was the same, guys. We got the combo of Will Trap and Hassani Dawson in the middle. The the combination we like. Um, David, you haven't been on the podcast for well, a long time. What do you think of the Will Trap Pasani Dawson combination? Well, I, I think it's the best one we've got. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I love Ozzy to death. Uh, but you know, and it seriously, I mean, I'm sure this is gonna come up uh at some point. Um the guy has like found a whole new level of energy um mm. for being his age and and everything, but I, I just really like I, I like what um, Dotson and Trap bring. They're really actually pretty similar players in the sense that they like to push forward. They like to get involved in the attack. Obviously, Hassani's much more likely to try to take a shot, get further into the into that maybe I guess final third. Um, but you know, and Will kind of hangs back a little bit and does take a shot every now and then. But you know, I just I just like them. They're both, uh, would you say, maybe more finesse yeah. players. Um, they're not they're not big. We're gonna muscle you off the ball type guys. They they clean up well. They you know they they're pretty usually smart with their passing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I really like. It. They're both crazy athletic. Like I said, obviously Ozzy just all of a sudden kicked it up at another notch lately, but. Well, you know why, right? You know why, right? Yes, yes, right. I think it's. I I I sent you guys a text. It's nugenics. That stuff you see for Frank Thomas is always talking about, where it gives you virility and energy and shit. I swear to God, he's. I swear to God, he's taking nugenics. I I swear, he looks spry. He's double on the dose. He is. Yeah, he looks very spry. If it if if that stuff actually works that good, it probably should be on the banned substance list because (laughs) it'd be a huge competitive advantage. But uh, I might start taking if it works that good. I mean, come on. Yeah. Call what you want. I mean, I think everybody, you know, was happy uh, when they re-signed him. You know, when he we found out he was going to stick on for another year, that wasn't a given coming into the year or heading out of last year, especially. And uh, you know, he had a I don't know if you want to call it a disappointing start, but not and not just because he wasn't uh, contributing. He you know he wasn't starting even early on in the season, but even when he did come on, his plus minus so to speak was not good. But uh, boy, it's been fun to watch him over the last now, I suppose, couple months, really when he's either by necessity and then quite frankly, earned a starting spot in this roster for the most part, it's really fun to see him do well for this club. Um, yeah, I agree. It is. Uh, and uh, yeah, he's, again, he's been a great asset to have coming off the bench or starting. It's nice to have a guy like him. It's leadership role, you know, on this team. 
Yeah, it's nailed it. It's it's the intangibles, I think. Yeah. You know, well, it's a lot of things, but certainly yeah. the intangibles, the leadership is just huge. Yeah. So we come to this game, guys, needing some points. And uh, right off the bat here, guys, uh, there was some, I mean, I think, uh, if I remember correctly, Philly was really on the push in the beginning of this game. They were really, you know, getting out there and, and, and making plays. Um, which was kind of, I don't know, I was a little nervous. Uh, I thought we were going to give up an early goal because it just looked like they were they were more primed for this game than we were. Um, yeah, I don't – I mean, I, I guess maybe I have a different feeling from it. Maybe it's just – maybe it literally is that a feeling from that game. And I think I had a couple – couple of statements that I made during, during the game. I mean, I think it was, an, maybe it was an entertaining game. It was a little back and mm-hmm. forth, but I mean, I certainly think that Minnesota looked good mm-hmm. for the most part. I would, did they look great? No. I mean, it was the class. I think it was a classic. What I'm getting at It was the classic. Okay. Minnesota has some, had some decent possession. I saw almost immediately there. I thought their passing was significantly better than it had been in previous matches. And, but again, it's the old can't finish you know, can't yeah. have that finishing quality in the final third. And that was evident. And that that's how, you know, the pressure starts to build as you get 20, 30 minutes into the game where I think Minnesota had some opportunities where they could have done better. And, but you don't, they didn't capitalize. And so here, you know, you, you just get later and later into a game at home where we know the recipe for success for this club has been scoring early and often if possible mm-hmm. at home. And they weren't able to do that against Philly. So that was the thing that made me feel nervous, even though I still kind of, kind of felt okay about the club and how they were playing early in this in this one. Yeah. You know, I think um, going into the match for me, in fact, I think maybe after the Colorado match, I even brought this up that Philly was going to be the tough match. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, all the games that we had, that was the one game that it, it's like, you know, Philly was on that unbeaten run. Um, you know, we've never beaten them. Um in fact, that was a barn burner the last time uh, at Allianz. Um, you know, it was just kind of one of those games that I was like, they're third in the East. We, I'm not even sure we belong. I think we were at fifth at that point. Um, yeah. at, you know, it was just, I kind of went into that match thinking, you know, if we get out of this with a point, fantastic. So for me, I thought the, I thought the match unfolded pretty pretty much the way that I anticipated it. They de- Philly definitely had more possession. They definitely seemed um, a bit more uh, wanting of a goal. Yeah. And um, I, I agree with Dave. I think we had some opportunities that we, that we squandered. Um, but I do think we were a little bit crisper. Of course, we came, you're coming off of some of the bad, bad passing um in previous matches Mm -hmm. so that wasn't that difficult to uh difficult to make look at least better but um yeah i thought i i wasn't too worried because i think i expected it to be the way it was um and i thought uh going into 30 35 minutes we were doing exactly what i probably would have wanted the boys to be doing sure so um, I, I maybe was feeling a bit more positive than what I had initially started the match at, you know, especially once we hit about 40th minute. But let me ask you guys a question before we get into the, the goal scoring here. Um, does it seem to you guys like this year the team has been kind of unlucky? And if 
that's the case, doesn't luck kind of balance itself out at some point? I mean, I've seen some shots they've missed, some opportunities they've had where just it, it seems like they're just a little bit off. And I'm, I'm putting it towards the unlucky side of it, you know? And my 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 sense is my sense is at some point during the season, luck being lucky and unlucky kind of balances itself out. So you're going to get some more lucky calls. Um, so there's that kind of thing. Do you guys think that's what's going on? It's that's interesting. So Tony, basically, what you mean is kind of what you mean is a regression to the mean is is what yeah, you're saying. Exactly right. Yeah. And so, and I I wish I had the numbers in front of me, but uh, so I guess one thing you could probably do to kind of summarize that or actually have something to back up this conversation, maybe we can at a, a later point is like what what would be Minnesota's expected goals over mm-hmm. the season? You know, compared to you know actual goals scored. Yep. And um, yeah, that's a, that's a little bit of a tough one. And, and I think we started, you know, they ended last year, started this year was one of those things. I think they led the MLS. We talked about it long ago, but they led the MLS in like hitting the crossbar. Yeah. Um, and so I definitely think you could call that unlucky because you're talking about, you know, the ball like that could go either way as far as when it hits, where it hits. Um, so certainly I know there was some, definitely some unlucky. There was some, they, they've had bad luck. I, I would agree with that, but I don't know. Um, I think it's more of the team gelling and uh, feeling itself out a little bit. I, I have a hard time calling this team unlucky, to be honest with you. Well, I, I wouldn't say they're unlucky. I just said there's been a lot of unlucky things that have happened during this year. It shots missed, you know, miss hitting shots, uh, passes, you know, bad bounces, things like that. And in every sport, there's, you know, you, you go through an unlucky streak and it usually balances itself out, you know, it goes back to the mean. You know, at some point, if you know that's you know if that's the case, then I'm hoping that maybe it'll adjust itself here in the next couple of weeks into the playoffs. You know, maybe. You know, I, I think I, I like the, the the idea that we're unlucky, but I take it from a different perspective in the sense that we we're unlucky with kind of how the season has played out in terms of personnel. You know, yeah. um, you know, we've had. Obviously, we had the the shit show that was uh, Aviva. You know, we've yep. had um, we've had injuries to mm-hmm. uh, Franco, to Ray, to I mean, well, those are the two big ones that I'm thinking of. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've had obviously international duty um, for Lud. Um, we've had international duty for Lud coincide with. Um, injuries to either of those two players um, and it, you know that's kind of a, that's kind of how I look at it you know obviously injuries are injuries and we ended up obviously firing people that yes were um, involved in fitness um, and it I, th- I think that if you if you want to look at it from a luck perspective that's how I see it because we went 20 what was it 24 four, three, four games mm-hmm. before we really have finally gotten to see our front four yeah. play significant time together. Um, and, it, you know, I got into it with, uh, I, I think he listens to the podcast, uh, somebody on Twitter this morning about this. He was going after Unu. And I'm like, damn, you know, he's he is not, I mean, one, he's a striker and strikers are crazy. Um, but he's not been able to play with that core from yep. three 
um, really at all. So it's like, you gotta like, you gotta consider the fact that we have had inconsistent 11 through the, literally the entire season um, due to things that are really beyond our control. So I think I agree 100% that I think there's an element of luck in, in sport. I, I think we have been unlucky, but I, I don't know that I necessarily go the direction of shots. You know, the passes have been just a step off. I think that has a lot to do with training, but it does kind of move into the communication that we haven't had because they haven't been able to develop that chemistry because of all that other stuff. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I agree. I, I think yeah. there is a bit of luck involved. Yeah, that's that's a good way to put it. You know, I you know I just had some time to actually kind of look it up as far as expected goals. I mean, there's other ways to look to to kind of describe what you're talking about, Tony. But as far as expected goals, that's that's part of it. I think Minnesota is actually eighth in the MLS as far as expected goals in the entire MLS uh, oh. at forty. Almost 46, so 45.8 expected goals this season. So with and so Minnesota this year has only scored 36 goals. Okay, so they're well under that. They're nine goals under that. And just to put this in perspective a little, I'm just looking at it. I haven't looked at all the teams, but the Portland Timbers are seventh with just over 46 goals expected. But guess what? They've scored 48. Yeah. So, you know, a team that's scoring over your expected goals, maybe you'd call them lucky and a team that's significantly under, I didn't realize they were this far under their expected goal total, but uh, I guess maybe, you know, that goes to say, yeah, maybe you are a little bit unlucky and you would hope that number would be, you know, the actual and the expected would be a little closer together. So maybe there's something to that. Well, uh, again, it's, it's an interesting thing to, to kind of ponder coming into the end of the season uh, to see what kind of shakes out, but Speaking of Adrian Anu and goals, we did get the first goal of this match, guys, in the 41st minute from said Adrian Anu. Um, I will say that uh, people I've seen on Twitter have been kind of, they're not happy with Adrian Anu. Some people are kind of like, oh, what the hell is going on, blah, blah, blah. I always like to point out the Robin Lud thing. Remember Robin Lud when he came in here? right away people are like well he's not fitting things aren't going as well or whatever it took him a little while to get into the the swing of things with this team and look where he is where he is now adrian anu i think is actually ahead of the curve uh in terms of being good on this team and uh i mean he's a striker he's scoring goals what else do you guys want him to do you know i i don't i don't get it so um he scores and scores in the 41st minute guys i think it was a Assisted by Franco uh, Fragapane. Uh, oh. Yeah, I mean, was, did you guys jump off the couch when when uh, when Henry yeah. scored this goal? Because it was yeah. that was the thing about the well, we get into it. But this game was full of. I mean, this yeah. one was one that made me jump off the couch because it was just a thing of beauty. I think uh, I think this actually might be a two assist goal uh, yeah. starting with Reynoso, but I'm Fragapane. He just threaded that pass into new. But, how, how beautifully. How bad do you feel for that defender, though? Do you see how close that defender got to intercepting oh, that right. pass? I mean, it was like he threaded the needle on that. That defender has to be kicking himself if he looks at the highlights of this because he was right there. Uh, and Fragapane got it right in a new and a new hits it into the left left side of the goal. And we're, I mean, guys. Well, and, it, you know, even the how close the keeper was to yeah. making the save. I mean, yeah. If you if you want to talk luck in soccer, that's yeah. both the the assist, second assist, and um, the actual goal. Yep. I mean, 
literally inch mm. and it's different uh inch for two separate players and it's completely different outcome exactly right yeah. exactly right so guys kick out the scoring there so we're i mean what do we always say we always say that we score first more than likely we're going to win the game i mean that's the way we play it we feed off that that first goal type of deal and, and, and the uh, other thing is uh i i believe that connor had mentioned this episodes ago um death taxes and us scoring first and allowing a goal very soon after oh yeah yeah that's I mean, that always happens it's it's always yeah that's the way it is i mean um, it, yeah. it's like i don't get it it's like we shut it's like we shut down it's like we're still like celebrating the goal and we give up a goal like right away which we did and the uh, was the 45th minute we were trying to get in halftime you know being a goal up and you give a goal you know you give away a goal here in the 45th minute guys. And it's, it's gotta be a real like downer for the team. I mean, just takes all the air out of the stadium. Yeah. Um, one real quick, I know we're moving on. I just, I want to credit uh, Gasper. He was playing well up the left wing on that first Minnesota goal by a and uh, yeah, the pressure, you know, the pressure that Gasper put on there to uh, create the, I guess you'd call it turnover block, whatever you want to call it. That was outstanding to see him down there doing the work and uh, a lot we don't have uh, we don't have Connor on the podcast, so his dog can't bark when you say the name Chase Gasper. <laughs> yeah, that's good. But yeah, and then Tony transitioning to your uh, next point. Yeah, oh, that's exactly how I felt felt when mm-hmm. that goal was scored. Because I, as excited as I, as I was, you know, late in the first half when Hunes yeah. scored, you know, you're thinking, okay, look, we're we're into halftime with a lead at home, fantastic, and it's just just a letdown to see. And unfortunately, I don't know. Um, looking at the the was it. Um, was it Gazdag scored for Philly? And uh, just looking at that, it was just unfortunately defensive mishaps, I guess. I think, you know, Frank uh, was it Metonier on the right side, actually made a play on the ball, um, passed it off to, I forget who he passed it, it off to. Finley. Finley. And then already then started making a run up the field. And then so was it Finley's turnover that kind of led to the goal? Because Metonier was already streaking down the sideline. Yeah. So he was, yeah. out, he was out of position on the right yep. side. And I think Will Trapp tried to come back, you know, and take his place on the right wing or what, sorry, right back. But it, yeah, just defensive mishap really there that led to that goal. Yeah. You know, and I think that's, what's been so frustrating about this team for me is uh, it's these simple little giveaways, mm-hmm. um, little hiccups, you know, we've seen it uh, often with Franco. We've seen it. Um, you know, traps done it sometimes. Uh, Metonier's been really bad with it this year. Um, you know, in this case, it was Finley, and honestly, that whole sequence, uh, Metonier and Finley were like, God, maybe five yards apart from each other, and it was just a messy. I, I believe there were three or four um, Philly players in there. Yep. It was just a really messy, messy area, and it wasn't a good place to be passing. Um, you know, I don't know that Finley was entirely looking for it. I think the communication just wasn't there. And it was a cheap giveaway that we've seen so often. And what happens on those cheap giveaways, you know, goal. probably 70% of the time goal. it ends up being a goal. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You're right. And Fragapani has had a lot of cheap giveaways this year. Uh, I will I will say that. Uh, as much as he's been good, he has had some really bad areas where he's given away the ball. And it's like, what the? flip are you doing giving the way the ball right there it's just it, it it's frustrating sometimes um but uh guys going to the half one-to-one um 
I guess my big thing coming out of the half is we got to score early. Got to get that, that, that the pitch kind of tilted towards us again. Got to get the fans going again. It's a Wednesday night game. I didn't want to talk about the fact that there weren't as many people in the stands as would be expected. And that had a lot. It was a a light crowd. And there's some, there's some contributing factors there. I'm not going to get into all of them, but one of the big factors I think was it was a Wednesday night game. It was cold. It was a rainy day that day. I mean, you know, people aren't MEA uh, vacation. The kids are all out of school, you know, so whatever, but we need to get that crowd back in. And yeah, uh, so it's basically, you know, the game has essentially, you know, instead of playing, you know, two, two halves, you're playing, you know, one 45 minute half. And so right. the game's starting over, you know, that's right. I, it might as well be zero, zero, not one, one. So yeah, you're and, exactly right, Tony. And unfortunately guys, the, uh, the union get in first here and uh, in the 40, 54th minute, which was a weird kind of goal. Um, yeah. I, it was a corner kick set piece. Uh, exactly. And I want to talk and get your guys' opinion on that. Like, and maybe you don't, you, I mean, from what I remember was it was, you know, in goalkeepers, it's just such a borderline call. But in, when I was watching it live, it just seemed to me that, you know, Tyler Miller um, probably, I wish he had a little bit of better awareness on that. Yeah. On what led to the corner kick, because I think I thought, I felt like that shot was sailing wide. I really did. Yep. And, but he, you know, got a hand on it, pushed it out of bounds. Now yep. I know it, it's a borderline call, so maybe I shouldn't be focusing on this part of the, the sequence, yeah. but that, that was well, a thought feeling I had. And, um, you know, my issue was I am, you know, I'm actually watching it again right now yep. because I'm trying to figure out why Chase Gasper and no, let's just leave it at that. Why Chase Gasper is way inside the box because ultimately it ends up being boxy's miss he was not marking his man at all and he couldn't get to that initial header and then that ended up being that little loop-de-loop that tyler can't can't handle fully but it all starts because chase is probably i don't know eight yards further inside and I get that maybe they do something with their their man marking, you know, Chase being the size he is. Maybe he's supposed to be, you know, more interior. I just guess I guess I just haven't noticed that before yep. um, on set pieces, uh, specifically corners, that he's way inside the box and Boxy's left out towards the front post um, to to guard someone else. And it just felt like it wasn't quite. I mean, one, it's not it's not really something you expect uh, Boxy to do. Like, it seemed very yeah. um, unlike him uh, to, to leave his man that wide open. Um, so it just felt like it was a little weird, like somebody wasn't where they were supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, I've begged on Chase a lot. He's done very well this year, though. But that just seemed like it seemed like Chase wasn't where he was supposed to be. But I, I, I guess I don't know. It was a weird sequence altogether. Yeah. Um, set pieces have always been bad for us. So, and weird. It's, it just was messy. Weird sequence. And, you know, Tyler doesn't get enough on the ball to, to push it back over the net, which is what he was trying to do. Um, and unfortunately, it, you know, flutters into the other side of the net. And there's a there's a get or gas dig right there yep. to put it in the header. And, and that's that. I mean, 
again, yeah, for his that was so. I guess that was a brace for Gazdag then, and then yes, yeah. I don't know the other. Yeah, it was. I don't know if I'm gonna knock Canoe, but after his you know nice goal early, but you know I, it just seemed like he kind of gave up on the play a little bit, marking that. But yeah, it's hard to say. Just look weird. Well, anyways, guys, unfortunately, that puts us down a goal, which sucks because that's just like air out of the stadium even more. Uh, but help is on the way, guys, because in the 61st minute, our man Robin Lud comes in for Ethan Finley. And uh, what, two minutes later, guys, he scores a flipping goal. I mean, and I, yeah, I thought that this one was crazy because I, you know, Finley, um, and no disrespect to Finley here, I think he, I, I wouldn't say he played poorly um, overall, but he just prior to that substitution, Finley kind of missed at least, I wouldn't say a great chance, but he missed a, you know, pretty significant chance. I think right. he sent it well high and wide. So, yeah, the, the goal here by, by Robin Lud is actually based off of, I mean, just pressing up the field guys. That's the whole reason this play happens is they're pressing high up the pitch and they get a turnover and, and Robin Lud puts in the back of the net. I mean, that's, I love seeing, I love it when this team does the high press on the pitch. I, I love Ooh. that. It's a great, yeah, it's great. Know, yeah. And you're right. It was, it, yeah, they were definitely pressing up and, but it was, I, what you'd call it, um, you'd call it an unforced error by Philadelphia. And we were kind yeah. of talking about this on the flip side, as far as minute, you know, David, you were talking about it, how, you, you know, you just lack of effort or poor passes or just these little things that lead to goals. And that's directly what this was. It was, you know, I think the Philadelphia defend, uh, midfielder looks like tries, he it looked just kind of a lazy pass. He didn't put yep. enough into it and it yep. was just literally intercepted for, you know, yep. to start that off. So, well, you had, yeah. you had Ray running up there and doing it. And, and it, it's, it's just a thing of beauty. Ray is the greatest at this. He can pick his spots and intercept passes. We see him do it on free kicks before. We've seen him do it like on these types of passes. He is awesome when it comes to that. Yeah, I, I agree. You know, it's, it's incredible to see. Well, in fact, um, FIFA, his rating, yeah. Um, knocked him on his defense and his physicality. Yep. And I think those are two of the best parts about him. Like yeah. that kid, that that kid can really stay on his feet when he wants to, mm-hmm. which means he's a lot more physical than people give him credit for. Yeah. And two, like you just said, he picks his moments when he wants to pressure. Mm-hmm. He he nails his tackles perfectly. Mm-hmm. He nails his interceptions perfectly. Yep. It's, it's really pretty incredible how. Um, he's such a um, well-rounded midfielder for being an attacking player. Yes. Um, and it obviously, on the back end of this, the assist is just yes. sublime. Yeah. I mean, it's just incredible. I mean, come on. I was, I waiting, for, I was, I was waiting for somebody to bring that up. Yeah, I mean, I watched that at least a dozen times. Yeah, um, it's amazing. I mean, it's just, yeah. Amazing. I mean, the back heel to Robin Lude coming at the goal. It's just a, a thing of beauty right there. Um, yeah. And he's so, he's so talented. You, you know, when he does things like that, you just, um, I mean, at least I do, I, I almost kind of expect it to work like that all the time. Mm-hmm. Cause you just like, you just not only his vision and presence, you know, knowing where, where Lude's making his run, but you know, when he does something like the back heel there to just perfectly put it in space for Lude, it, you just, he, it doesn't always work, but I just, I just always expect it to work. I think so. No, he just he just needs to keep kind of calm on the whole 
red cards and VAR bullshit that he's been doing lately. I mean, I get that he's pissed off about calls, but you, you gotta like tone it down a little bit. It's, I don't, I, I'm, I'm scared that something's going to happen where he's going to miss a game or two at the end of the season because of this and, and we're going to lose. And that's going to be one of the big reasons why. Um, but guys, so now it's, let's tie it up two to two uh, late in the game here. Uh, and then what is it? A couple minutes later was 67th minute. We get the, uh, the Fragapane goal, which is another one where the goaltender does not get clearance on the ball. I mean, he, yeah, well, yeah, I, on, and then, and then that goal, Franco's goal. I mean, I, I think a hundred percent, uh, Hanu buries that shot yeah. in the upper corner. Yeah. If, yeah, if the goalkeeper, I mean, he, he, you know, credit the goalkeeper in that situation, because yeah. I'm sure he would, would have scored. Yep. You know, he and that would have I don't know how he could have possibly grabbed hold of that one, you know, and, and prevented the, the deflection. I, I don't think he had any chance. He was lucky to save Panu's shot. And then Fortutus, you know, I no, I shouldn't call it Fortutus because Franco's proven this before. He, he found he was in the right spot. He wasn't marked at all. And, yep. and uh, it, it made for quite frankly, you know, a, mm-hmm. a, a routine header, I guess, although yep. I don't yeah, know yeah. that this club has had routine headers over the years, so to speak, but uh, it was, yeah, it was, it was just being in the right spot there. Yep. Yeah. You know, the, there were two things about this goal that um, were, I, I really liked first Franco's header was perfectly placed down into the ground, right at the post. You know, that any keeper is going to have that post in his mind as he's got to go down for, for a save. Um, I just thought it was, it was, Pretty routine, but it was perfect in terms mm-hmm. of that. But what I really liked, and I am going to be like this for the entire season, Unu, his work rate, mm-hmm. I don't give a shit how few goals he's scoring. His work rate for 80% of the match minutes he's played has been fantastic, and this goal was no different. Mm-hmm. This goal occurred because Unu did not give up in the box. He worked his ass off, recovered, got the got repositioned, did a little stutter, and then fired a laser that caused a rebound. I mean, he is the reason that goal happened, uh, even though he's not going to get credited in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, he's uh... just yeah. If he wasn't there, if he didn't do what he did, that it's still two two. I mean, plain and simple. Exactly right. Um, and I, I think. That's the thing that people need to calm down on Adrian Newman. They've got to just understand that there's these, you know, these strikers, they, they have mental yips. They, they got to get through things. They got to work through things. It might take longer than you want it to, especially when their price tags, usually the highest, Mm -hmm. but he's doing the shit that he needs to do to, to be our nine, to be our starting nine. And it's just a matter. It's, it's going to click. It's going to click. Um, and it, I, I think I haven't seen enough people talk about that. Uh, Kinger, I think, mentioned it. In fact, I think Kinger actually said it was Hassani Gonson, uh, I believe, on the broadcast. Yeah. Um, uh, but it, it's it, it, people aren't talking about that. Um, that goal didn't happen. We didn't win that game without AJ. That's right. So, guys, we're up 3-2 now. So we can uh... – we can celebrate because we're going to win this game. Right. I mean, it's, it's, it's a done deal. Um, yeah. You know, that 
uh, he starts emptying the bench a little bit. He brings in uh, David's favorite player, Adi, comes in. Uh, Joseph Rosales comes in. Um, Reynoso gets a yellow card, which we found out later that it was not accumulation. So he will not miss the next. He did not miss last night's game, which was good. Uh, but guys, let's before we get out of this game, guys, let's talk about what happened in the 77th minute uh, with Roman Metinier, uh and the red card he got for throwing the ball at. I remember who it was, uh, but uh, Wagner, right? Wagner. Wagner, it, yeah. Wagner went down like he was shot uh, by a 45 caliber pistol. Uh, in reality, it's just he couldn't catch. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> exactly. I, I guess he wasn't expecting that ball to come in mm-hmm. uh, to his head, but yeah, he. I think he would definitely call it uh, great acting, of course, mm-hmm. but uh, acting or not, uh, I, I I have a hard time arguing the red card. Uh, well, yeah, and, I, and the, really the big argument with guys between Metnair and, and Wagner, I think, had to do with uh, Ray um, getting a foul in the box. Ray fouled the guy in the box on clearly something that he didn't mean to do, A, and the guy went down like a, like a sack of potatoes because uh, Ray, like, tapped him in the face when he was running, you know, right. which was stupid. I, I watched a replay. I'm going, that's not a foul. Give me a break. That's just, that's stupid. Um, so that came out. And then I think Metnir and Wagner got into it. And so Metnir goes off guys and we're down a man with what? 13 minutes left. Oh, I mean, that uh, we've proven We've seen it. I mean, that, that was Colorado's, uh, that was their recipe. I use that word mm-hmm. a lot, apparently, but that was a recipe for success against this club uh, not too long ago at Allianz Field. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. just, you know, you're behind a goal. No, no big deal. Just get behind a man as well and uh, yeah. uh, go, Do go it up. for it. So, but yeah, so I don't, I don't, I'm not saying that that wasn't at all intentional. Of course it wasn't, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah. boy, it's not what you want to see when you're up a goal relatively late in the game to go down a man. Yeah. Um, I said, you know, I said earlier on that, you know, we were talking about that Colorado, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're, it's, it's a death sentence, especially in a situation where you have a lead late in the game, because, you know, okay, fine. You you might not be able to press as much as you were earlier, but you, it doesn't having 10 men on the field doesn't prevent you from playing defense, you know, and that's really essentially all they needed to do at this point with a goal lead at home. So it's not a death sentence for, you know, people knew the game might not realize that that's one of those things that I didn't, I used to think that, oh, you're down a man, you know, that's, you're, you're done. You're, you're giving up goals, mm-hmm. but clearly not the case, especially with a lead and you can just play defense. And, but yep. it's not to say that uh, Philly didn't have their chances in those last, what? They did. They did. 10, 15 minutes. Definitely did. Um, but guys, we come up with, out of this match with a win. I mean, I mean, we get Huge. through that you know, being a man down, come up with a win, get three points. Uh, I think we went up six points, six points in two games. I mean, back, back wins. I mean, it it was a massive win. It was a win. Like you said on the start, Tony, it was a win. You kind of felt like they really had to have uh, as far as if they want to maintain their playoff uh, push, which they did. And they, I think after the game, they were up in fifth place, I believe. Uh, For a short time. For a short time. It was a, we were talking about this. It was a rough night. Now we can talk about it now. Of course, it was a rough night in the sense that I think who was, I mean, at the time it was Van, Vancouver ended up coming from behind and getting a win. Right, um, yeah. I think LA Galaxy and RSL both had results uh, either just Favorable before results. or just after. Yep. So everything kind of, I guess, if you're looking at it from let's make the playoff or Minnesota's playoff line, everything kind of went wrong other than the yeah. huge win against Philadelphia. Right. That That's why that win was even 
after the fact, it was even so much bigger because if they did not have that win, guess where mm-hmm. they would have been? I'm pretty sure they would have been outside looking in Yep. at that point. I may, I may be wrong by that, but uh, it, bottom line was it was a massive win when everything else was not going in the league's favor as far as yep. the standings are concerned. Yeah. Yeah. So we get out of there, guys, and uh, good. Get three points. Now on to last night's game, which is another big one uh, against LAFC. Um, again, LAFC is below us in the standings, but a win by them would put them up there. We need points. They need points. Everybody needs freaking points. Um, the big uh, thing from the lineup, guys, was that Hassani Dotson gets a start at right back for Ramon Metnair, which I had an issue with because... I was going to say, Tony, can we, I mean, can we talk about how mad you were at the, at the time? I was, the I was pissed. I was pissed. He doesn't, he doesn't, that's quit moving the guy around. I don't get it. Just leave him where he's supposed to be, you know? Uh, well, isn't that what we were happy? Isn't that one of those things that we were happy about, uh, at least earlier in the season? The fact that I, I don't know who coined the phrase, but uh, Jack, uh, Jackknife, Jack of all trades, or Jack of all trades, yeah. Jack of all trades, basically, where, you know, we've seen him start all over the pitch, basically, not totally. He hasn't started in goalkeeper, I don't believe, but he's been all over. I mean, that's one of his qualities. You can come in late in games, and obviously, he's getting more starts, more and more starts when he, you know, since he's been healthy. But yeah. Um, it's just, I'll say, I see, I think where you're going, Tony, is is the success that uh, Dotson and Trapp has ha- have had in the defensive mid. Mm-hmm. And you don't want to break that up because it's been very successful all mm-hmm. year. So that's the one side of it. The flip side, of course, is what we talked about earlier a little bit, is if, if, if you don't put him in the position he started in right back, yep. then what does that mean? Well, it essentially means that you'd have to have a guy like Ozzy or yeah. Will Trap out of the lineup. I mean, yeah. probably Ozzy, but and I, I just don't think Heath wanted to do that against an LFC club. So those yeah. are the those are the Heath thinking. Okay, you got to keep your best players on the pitch, as opposed to yeah. getting a guy out of his ideal position, whether he can play that position or not. Mm-hmm. So. And then again, it's I it just I, I'm I'm just frustrated by it. I know people have different opinions. I just think he needs to stay where he's at. So. Um, the other thing too, guys, is uh, Robin Lud gets a start, so we have the top four going again, which is nice uh, and needed. Um, I will say that uh, Dave and I again we watched this game at Dave and Buster's. I don't remember a lot of this game. Yeah, you know, um, I should say that, like, yeah, to our original plan. You know, we were over at uh, Huntington Bank Stadium, former home of the Loons, of course. I love saying that, and. Uh, uh, our first thought was to go over to Surly, and I just, I guess I had completely forgotten that. I mean, Surly is a wonderful brewery. We love their beers. Tony, I know you love, absolutely love their beer. But, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I guess if you're looking to watch a ball game um, of any kind, uh, Surly's maybe not your spot because there's no. definitely a lack of televisions, at least in the main tap room, for no. better or worse. I'm not going to say that's a good thing or a bad thing. Mm-hmm. But if you're looking to watch a game, it's probably not the best location and that's kind of that was kind of our mistake because of course we were looking to watch the uh, loons game yeah. shortly after the gophers game ended so uh this game guys i know I, I see that we had a lot of attempts in the first half i mean david seriously did we have that many attempts that were saved i mean um uh, yeah i don't remember offhand how many it was, yeah looks like a, it was oh. quite a few yeah so obviously we were getting up there and uh putting the pressure on uh, I mean, yeah, I'm seeing like eight or nine here in the first probably 25 minutes, which is amazing. Um, unfortunately, guys, it's the 
goal in the 32nd minute that put us down. That was a yellow card, but we'll trap right outside the box. Uh, Christian Arango gets the uh, free kick. And let me tell you guys, that went right through Tyler Miller's legs. The pace that he put that ball on to get it right through his legs was incredible. I mean, incredible. Yeah. I don't, you don't, I don't think you see that often in soccer going through a guy's legs like that. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm being, I'm, yeah, obviously I'm being a little facetious, of course, because it's, it's a save, I think, that Tyler Miller makes probably 95 times, if not 99 times out of 100. I mean, it's, you rarely see a miss, especially, you know, like, uh, Tyler Miller has been playing lights out this year. And so it's not, it's the last thing you expect to see from Tyler Miller to make a, a mistake. I'd call it a mistake like that. So yeah, yeah just yeah. a very unfortunate goal. Yep. Really. You know, but the thing is, I, I keep going back to it. It wouldn't have happened if our players stepped up and did their job yeah. the right way. Now this might be more of a tactical thing, which I, I really, really think Adrian has to change. But the whole reason this happened was because Michael Boxel was so far up the pitch trying to get something going, which I, I think it had a lot to do with the fact that we had so much possession and we had so many opportunities leading up to this, this goal that we just couldn't break down. Some re- we were missing, we were missing that final pass, we were we were uh, missing the shot. We were doing whatever it was. And I think Boxy just thought, okay, let's push forward. Let's get that extra man in the in, in their in their half and see what we can do. Well, guess what? He pushed forward. It left everything open and behind him. And Trap had one option. It was let him go and be one-on-one with Miller or foul him and – I mean, because, I mean, he literally held up his hands in the motion of a car to yeah. the ref. He knew it was a car. He's like, give yeah. me the car. Yeah. He knew give what was car. happening. Yep. And it, it wouldn't have happened if Boxy would have stayed home. And it, yep. we've been notorious for doing that this year. And I don't know if it's tactical. If it's not tactical, then Adrian, it's on Adrian to fix it yep. because he's letting it happen. Yep. And it, I, you know, again, Miller doesn't make those mistakes. He should be the uh, professional keeper should never make those mistakes, but we're, I think we focus too much on the fact that he made the mistake and not on the fact of what caused that to even happen. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's never been a situation to begin with. Um, mm. I, and you know, I like Tyler Miller a lot, so maybe I'm being a little bit biased, but um, it's just, for me, I look at it and I say, if Boxy's too good to be, to be thinking that we need to have a goal. I mean, we didn't need one. I mean, yeah, it's great to have a goal early. It's great to have a goal, that first goal, because we seem to do better, you know, in terms of the outcome. But it's like, you know, shit happens. Sometimes you're unlucky. Like we said before, you know, we had all that possession. We had all those shots. It just wasn't going in. Yep. Just let it run its course. Don't pressure everything into doing – into – getting something that we don't necessarily need right this moment and then causing that to happen. Yep. Uh, 
And, and yeah, so and I should we should say we didn't mention it um, in this game. Carlos Vela and both Carlos Vela and Atuesta missed you know another match. They missed the prior match against Dallas, and so Colongo. Yeah. And is it is it? I'm sorry, I should know this, but I don't. Off the top of my head, is it Chico or Chicho? Um, it's on his jersey, but uh, yeah, I think it's Chico. But Chico, I could be that, wrong about that. That's uh, anyways. Point was that Arango was basically. I mean, uh, you know, I think Minnesota. You know kind of you know you get two games at home and philadelphia was in the same stretch i think that philadelphia was in the middle of you know a second home a second away game in just three or four days and same same goes for lafc you know they, they came off a win although they got the win but they were on the road against dallas and arango was it seeming i didn't watch the game to to be clear but arango was all of uh, lafc's you know attack and offense scoring a couple goals giving them, yeah. I think it come from behind three, two, win in Dallas. Um, so he, yeah, credit yeah, to him, I guess, been, even yeah. though, even though I kind of want to credit Tyler Miller on that one, but uh, yeah. It's uh, so guys, it's, we're down a goal. We're at home. Got to get it. We got to get something going here. Uh, unfortunately guys, we don't score the rest. I mean, the first half, there's no score for us. Um, I, I mean, we're, we're getting chances. We got opportunities. We're not doing, we're not putting the back of the net. It's just not coming. Um, we're going to the second half guys. And again, you know, we're, we're doing our thing. We're trying to get it going. Nothing's happening. Nothing's happening. You know, you're getting close to the end of the game. Uh, and then in the, what was it? The 65th minute. This is why Dave wanted Ozzy to start. Because uh, Ozzy scores a flipping goal. I wasn't expecting him to score a goal. <laughs> right, um, yeah. hey, his goal, his goals are few <laughs> and far between. But it was certainly I remember. I remember clearly, you know, getting very excited when he did score because it did come back to that lineup discussion. Now that's not to say that Ozzy wouldn't have been in the game at this point, anyways, even yeah. if he didn't make the start. But it's always fun to watch Ozzy score a goal. Of course, he got the first goal of Allianz Field. Yep. for the loons am i if i remember that right which yes. i'm sure i do and always will remember that but uh but the point is his, his goals are few and far between so when you see ozzy score i think it just adds a little bit of extra fun for a fan and that was uh, certainly the case for me on the rebound uh from a Reynoso free kick and uh great free kick yeah great free kick and he gets the rebound puts in the back of the net guys and Fantastic. And and we're back, you know, things are, people are getting excited at the game. Now we're all, you know, happy. We're going to, we're going to win this game. Right guys. I mean, you guys thought we're going to win, right. Didn't you? I mean, I, I mean, at that point, yes. Yeah. So all of a sudden you go from, you know, being down, you get, you know, Ozzy Alonzo bails out Tyler Miller and the rest mm -hmm. of the club. And, and you still got plenty of time left in the game, which yep. is, you know, yeah, yeah, certainly I did. I, I'm optimistic always. And so, yeah, I thought, here we go. Plenty of time, but, uh, you know, guys, it wasn't to be. Um, no more goal, goals were scored the rest of the game. Um, ends not up for, not that there wasn't tries. There was, again, we had opportunities. This whole game, yeah. we had opportunities. Um, but, no, couldn't get it. Uh, LAFC couldn't get one, and this game ends in a one-to-one -one draw. Uh, so, we get a point out of it. LAFC gets a point out of it. But, the problem is, guys, we really needed that three points in this game. I mean, we, we needed. Well, no, wait a minute. Now, now, here you go. 
here you now wait a minute i'm going to stop you right there because this first of all let's say let's let's say this minnesota in their last three games of course last three games they got seven points you know out Mm -hmm. of possible nine that's pretty decent yeah um and also what i mentioned you know after the philadelphia game everything kind of seemed to go wrong yeah uh for Minnesota, as far as that playoff line, this was the opposite. If you look at some of the results of the previous oh, yeah. night, oh, yeah, exactly. Um, the reason now, there's two ways to look at it. Like as far as playoff standings above that playoff line, mm-hmm. I, you know, the results actually did go in favor of Minnesota this time around, more or less. I guess if you're talking about just making the playoffs, but I guess Tony, to your point you're probably looking at it as more of a bit of a frustration because the fact is yeah. if they could have pulled off a late winner, yep. then where would Minnesota be in the standings right now? In fourth place. Uh, they'd be in literally fourth place. So yep. that's the frustrating part about yep. it. Yes. I, I, I so, see what you're saying. Yep. I, I think um, two things that I get from this game. First off, I think there was a shit ton of swagger in this mm-hmm. game uh, from Minnesota. Um, I think it was a game where they came out of Billy and or Billy match um, feeling really confident. Mm-hmm. They just couldn't get the chips to fall in this match. That bodes very well for us, I think, against Vancouver, as long as they can maintain that momentum on the road. Yep. Um, I, I think that's fantastic. Um the second thing that I get from this game is that it makes the, I think it makes our chances in, as far as playoffs go um, a little bit more defined. Like, I think, um, you know, we, we have, it's, it's going to be pretty hard to drop below that playoff line, except for Salt Lake has the tiebreaker. We both have 12 wins. Um, yep. So Salt Lake's got that that tiebreaker. But when it comes to um, what we look at above us, um, I mean, you know, just because Van- it, just if we lost to Vancouver, um, that doesn't mean we leave, lose playoffs. Yep. If we draw Vancouver, we keep playoffs. Yep. Um, if we win in Vancouver, um, we leapfrog LA. Mm-hmm. LA has, if I remember correctly, let me look at my notes here. LA has the toughest match against Sporting Kansas City coming up. Yeah. So that's a huge benefit for us. Um, if we win in Vancouver, we're now uh, 13 wins, which means we are we've got the first tiebreaker down with Galaxy. But then if that comes up, um, but then we'd also have um, the second tiebreaker with goal difference with LA as well. So I, I think you know the draw with LAFC wasn't fantastic but it it wasn't bad I, I i don't i mean it's not the it's not the outcome that we should have had because the way that we played overall we were we were just missing that final pass we were missing that that shot the swagger was there the confidence was there the the drive the play was there the you know there was some communication issues um uh with unu and um and, and lud on a, a particular play um, I saw some with uh, with Ray and um, and Unu, and you can tell it's a kind of a theme. He hasn't gotten to play with these guys enough. It's it's that consistent lineup. But I think all of that stuff's kind of getting together. We've got two matches left. One that personally, I think we 
got to win in Vancouver. I, I, I don't think we have a problem with them. Um, if we maintain what we had, that falls on Adrian Heath, in my opinion. He's got to maintain that, that level of uh, hip, hip, hooray uh, type mentality through Wednesday to get them on that same, in that same mentality that they had last night. Um, yeah, I, I think for me, the outcome wasn't spectacular, but there are so many positives that I'm going to like throw something through my TV if we lose Wednesday. Because yeah. we're just so on that track. And yeah. to lose now Wednesday would just be heartbreaking. I, I totally agree. And like, I, I look at a perspective as looking at the last three matches, getting seven points. It's not, you know, is it not, it's not perfection? No, but you're, you're, you're doing, the team is doing what they need to keep this run going. And at least I loved how you put that there. There is some momentum. You didn't lose that momentum, you know, no. by coming back and getting the draw. You didn't lose. Certainly if they would have lost one nil at home, that, that kills right. everything. This didn't, the result last night did not kill the momentum that this team has. And I love how these games are so big. You know, they're all mm -hmm. they're all massive yeah. games, and, and we huge. knew it would. Be. We knew we've known for a long time that mm -hmm. this is going to be like this, and it just is what it is. But and right. I love the fact that Sterling, that you, the way you put it, is they still have the momentum, and and why not? Why not go up to Vancouver, a place that they got robbed? You know, was it back in late July or early August? We kind of yeah. a lot of us feel they got robbed by a late uh, decision, right. penalty kick decision. Um, yeah. So I just you look at even this season they got they got the draw in Vancouver now I know all of us want are looking for those three points in Vancouver but I think you know there's reason for optimism going into that match on Wednesday where you know a week you know last Wednesday's match against Philly yeah they were coming off a win Minnesota was but you didn't you didn't have that momentum building yet but now coming off back to back wins and the draw you're still moving forward you're still you're still there and. Yeah, if we want to really be optimistic, yeah, you didn't get the three points. You're not sitting in fourth place, but uh, you know that that is still a possibility. You know, Colorado. Yeah, so uh, they, they clinched their playoff spot, I believe, last night. But uh, that fourth position, fourth position, is still there for the taking. Yeah, now, it is. You got to overcome both Portland and LA. But if you keep winning, if you keep getting those points, it's still a possibility. So yeah, yeah you know, and and Portland has San Jose, um, which you know they can be tough. They they. Yep play spoiler they have so well, they they it's, played it's, tough they played tough against vancouver i think didn't right. um didn't uh didn't san jose draw last night against vancouver so i mean yeah it yeah so it, it's, yeah it's it, it, it's there you know and i think when it comes to that momentum thing also the i think a lot of people look at a draw as dropping points right we've had this discussion i think before yeah and it, it's it would be dropping points if we had the early goal and la came back and, yeah. and Drew. But the fact that they got the goal off the shittiest situation ever, and we were able to maintain that 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 drive and motivation and reclaim that draw, I think that's that's different in that in that momentum. I, definitely, I, I just definitely, really, definitely feels different. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, guys, it's going to be a wild uh, next week and a half here. I mean, it's it's going to be crazy. Uh, lots lots of great games coming up, and then of course the playoffs after that. And uh, decision day is going to be even more crazy. Uh, everybody starts playing at five o'clock in the afternoon, and that's that. And we're playing the Galaxy. So yeah, and there is definitely plenty of scenarios. I mean, even if Minnesota takes, I mean, if Minnesota takes care of business 
against Vancouver and, and sporting Kansas city. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think there'll be too much drama. I mean, there might be for positioning, but, uh, but you know, that's where you kind of want to be. And I think if they would have won tonight or last night, sorry, against uh, LAFC, then maybe there'd be less drama. But the fact is Minnesota kind of, I, I don't, I think they're, I think they're okay with where they're at right now, yep. considering the last three results. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so guys, there is, uh, we have no Minnesota soccer history today. Um, and, uh, I'm not going to do a funny story cause I think we've, we've put a lot in this podcast already, but these two games and, uh, you know, I, I think we're, we're good. Um, anything you guys want to say before we get out of here? Well, I have a quick question. This is, this is going to take 30 seconds. I don't want to put mm-hmm. Sterling on the spot, but, uh, just now that you, you've already talked about the fact that he's in Fort Myers, Florida, what you've only been there, you haven't been there too long, but if you could, do you have any kind of sense of the soccer atmosphere in Fort Myers area? I mean, obviously I know places like Miami, you know, and obviously Orlando with MLS franchises, they're probably pretty big, especially, you know, with that influence down there. But yeah, what does it feel like from a soccer perspective? Um, I mean, first off, the diversity here is outrageous. Um, you know, especially um, Haitian, um, Cuban, uh guatemala there's a lot of guatemala uh, people here um i you know i think that from what i've seen i've seen a lot of um the standards real madrid and barcelona stuff um actually yesterday um at the brewery there's a a guy sitting a couple tables away that had a a germany shirt on um and i had to text Johnny about that because I thought it was interesting. Um, there's actually an ice cream shop of all things in Fort Myers that is just covered in soccer scarves. Yeah, we you sent us a picture of that. Yes, that's right. That's right. That's uh, yeah. Um, I mean, just everything MLS, um, European uh, national team stuff. Um, you know, I haven't. Yeah, I haven't gotten out enough to see. Um, there are a couple. There are two um, youth academies here. Um, I think one of them is tied. What was tied to the old development, uh, U.S. Development League, uh, or system. So I, you know, there there is some soccer here. Um, it, I haven't gotten out enough to really uh, see how much is here, but there's definitely something. Um, so yeah, that's about all I all I can answer with. Good answer. There's cool, there's man. a there's a loons fan in our neighborhood. Well, nice. Course, that that being other me, than, of course. But I was gonna say other than yourself. Yeah. No. Oh, okay. oh, that's but, at least yeah. and we saw we saw on on Twitter you're flying the uh, I don't know if it was on Twitter I'm sorry but uh, we see you're flying yeah, the flag. Yeah. I don't yeah, I don't know if it was sorry. Anyways, we do know you're flying the flag. Yeah. Uh, the, um, flag the the nice thing is, is down here you only have one license plate so I have a I have a loons plate on the front of my Jeep. Nice, well, nice. Um, yeah, I mean, there you go. If there isn't culture, there might be sooner. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. So uh, again, it's great to have David back on. Like I said, he'll yep. be on here uh, semi well, but regularly whenever he's got time. You know, to talk I about mean, balloons. I I didn't tell Sarah that I was going to be on the podcast until literally uh, last night. Oh. Um, and she was like, oh, "Okay." So oh. I mean. At least uh, I don't feel like I have any anti-support. So 
Yeah, well, there I'll, you be go. I'll be on yeah. whenever you guys want me to. Yeah, well, of course. I, you know, I think um, the big thing I, I told you, Tony, I think it was I just wanted to kind of get, I was interested in getting back on it once I got settled down. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. And now that we're in our house and obviously not yeah. too settled in my office, but, um, you know, that's really, that's really it, you know. Yeah, um, yeah I think, uh, yeah, we'll be on, I'll be on more. Good. Uh, and, uh, Connor might be on next week. He might not be, um, that has to do with, he's got stuff going on. So like I said, we'll let him talk about that when he's on the podcast in the next week or two or three or whatever, he must come back on. Um, but I do want to say thanks to our sponsor, Roughneck Scarves, official scarf supplier to MLS, USL and US soccer, get custom scarves for your group or team at roughneckscarves.com for myself, Tony, for David and Dave. We'll talk to you guys in about a week. See ya. Oh, loons.